When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome, guys, to episode number 32 of the Followers of the Force podcast. Uh, my name is David, and we are finally joined by a new permanent co-host, one of two, to be exact. Welcome, everybody, Jason B. Williams to the show. How are Hi, you? Hi. I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm super excited about this. Uh, to all my friends and family who I told about this and are probably going to listen to this episode and not any of the ones after because they're not huge Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should listen to the next ones. Those are going to be good, too. Do so, a shout-out. Um, Gwendy Wren, she is our second co-host, but she unfortunately can't make it right now. But uh, but she'll be back real soon, um, and we're really excited to have her. She's going to add so much depth to, to the show, and I'm just very, very, very excited. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be great. Um. But yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of fillers, but we just got so much to talk about today. Yeah, um, this was sort of the the perfect week to um, do a, a Star Wars podcast. Yeah, <laughs> was, right. Just in like the last four days has been like just um, been absolutely insane. So I guess we should just start with with the biggest news, and that is that Star Wars: The Clone Wars is coming back. What? Yeah. What? What? What's happening right now? <laughs> I I don't know because uh, what was it five years ago when they did like the last uh, what twelve on Netflix that was mm-hmm. supposed to be it. It was yeah. like it's like yeah we had all these things we were gonna do but we can't now because we got sold to Disney and so we're just not gonna do them. And I'm just people were bummed and I I even tried to watch a couple of like they had like the real basic animatics they had online but they just it was it just wasn't the same right. And then yeah like. To celebrate the 10th anniversary, I don't think anybody thought that they were going to announce new episodes. I mean, they might, they probably weren't. I, I thought for sure the big thing at the at Comic Con is they were just going to do uh, some sort of trailer for the new show, right? For Resistance, because it's a lot of the same people, I think. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I, that's what I thought was going to be the big news coming out of it. Is we we're going to finally see because because they had that. Uh, was it some investors conference a couple of weeks ago? They showed a couple of stills from it. So everybody thought resistance was going to be what everybody was going to be talking about after San Diego. But no, yeah. it's 12 episodes of the Clone Wars. So yeah. that's it, it's absolutely <laughs> stunning because I when I was asked about, you know, what what we think we're getting from this panel, I thought one where they're going to get some announcement of a 
series following uh, Ahsoka and Sabine post oh, Rebels. Yeah. That's what I thought. Either either yeah. a, a, a series or a Clone Wars style and length movie following them after after Rebels, which would then hopefully make way for a book or a, a series after that. But I had no idea that they were going to go with the Clone Wars. No idea. Yeah, I don't think – like I said, I don't think anybody did. Yeah. I think that, that everybody was just sort of – and now there's a lot of speculation because they released those animatics all those years ago. Like are they just going to finish those? Are they going to do new stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean I know the Siege of Mandalore is a big is a big thing, but, which yeah. I thought they covered in a book, which is another reason. Because a lot of the stories that they were going to do in the second half of what, the sixth season? Mm-hmm. Um, they've covered since in comics and books – Right, you know, cause they're like, well, we had the stories, so we might as well just do them. So that they're actually going to do something that they've already covered in a book or a, or a comic is it kind of was like, okay, well, are they just going to do that stuff, or is there new stuff? Yeah, um, they're going to do. Um, and I'm wondering now, since it's been a five year break, if they are going to add new stuff, if they're going to add, you know, little bits and pieces from what came after. Like, are we going to get to see young Kanan from Rebels or mm-hmm. that kind of stuff? Yeah, I, again, I'm just I'm just floored. Like it's so exciting, and that's the first. Uh, well, I mean, not the first, but they explicitly said, you know, this this series is going to be on the new Disney streaming service, which which is great because we can now binge these twelve episodes. I hope just in one in one sitting, uh, and I think that'll that'll be really good instead of having to wait, you know, weekly, and then have those breaks in the middle of the season. Um, to right wait for, to wait for any new episode. Although, although Netflix now is doing a thing where I think like the last two, I think like Arrested Development and Kimmy Schmidt, they did like half the season and then in a couple of months or however long they're going to do the second half. So they might break it up like that. I hope not. But it, yeah, right. it would be nice to get it all at once. Right, right. And then, and I think the other thing they said is that this is this is it. These last twelve yeah. are it. Yeah. So I guess they'll also. And they even showed it in the little trailer that the you know they changed the design on Anakin and Obi Wan to make them look more like they do at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. So right. I think it's going to butt up right to the you know the crawl of of Episode Three. Yeah, because I remember I think it was in the Ahsoka novel, um, or it may have been back in the panel at Star Wars Celebration Europe with Dave Filoni and and Ashley Eckstein talking about the. Um, the different uh, arcs of Ahsoka post um, Clone Wars that they had all sketched out, but they never they never finished. Um, where I think the last time she saw Anakin was when he was going to save the Chancellor. So that's right at the beginning of Sith. I wonder if the series will go a little past that, but not feature Anakin and Obi Wan. Feature Ahsoka with the clones because it would be amazing to see her reaction. During Order sixty six, right? Because that she I think would be great to see. She somehow survived it. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Um. So, and there's also I wonder if they're going to play. I mean, there's a little bit of time between, um, when they rescue the Chancellor in Revenge of the Sith and Order sixty six. It seems like to me. Yeah. I mean, it's not a huge chunk of time, but there's enough time that you could. You know, they could be finishing up the war in other parts of the galaxy while the first half hour of Revenge of the Sith is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and not necessarily focus on Anakin and Obi Wan. Right, right. 
um because obviously we we know what happens with with those characters we don't need to see any any real filler moments with them right and plus yeah. it it would be such a such a drastic um change of of character in a sense if you're splicing um Matt Lanner's performance as Anakin like right up against Hayden Christensen's not taking any way, anything away from him but they're just different interpretations of the character um from the show into the movie so I think right. if you if you try to do those two things concurrently, it would it would take at least for me it would take me out of it just a little bit because it's like wait this isn't how he's acting in the movie. So I know I think, it, right. It's it's a kind of a difficult thing because it is the same characters, but you're right they are vastly different. Yeah, I mean the Anakin in in Episode three is really a carryover from Episode two, mm-hmm. and in and in Hayden Christensen's defense, he didn't know there was going to be. 120 episodes of a cartoon between yeah, the two movies. Exactly. So, um, exactly. so maybe if they might even do that. Maybe they'll sprinkle in a little bit of his resentment towards the Jedi mm-hmm. in these last 12 episodes so that the, the flip and revenge of the Sith is, makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. I mean, I will say this, the fact that it's even coming back is just such a testament to the show itself. I mean, it really kind of started off as just kind of like, a supple- everybody kind of thought it was just a supplemental thing to mm-hmm. the movies and it ended up being its own thing and in some ways and I think to some people even more popular than some of the prequels yeah so you know and the characters I mean Ahsoka's a huge character in the whole Star Wars canon right and she's only in the Clone Wars yeah and 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 the funny thing to see now is I mean, you remember when the Clone Wars came out that Ahsoka was not the fan favorite she is today. So it's it's really cool to see that character um, where she is now when you see the trailer and then she shows up right at the very end. Everyone went nuts. Yeah. Where you show that, you know, 10 years ago and everybody's like, well, why does it have to be Ahsoka? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but now it's it's the complete opposite. Well, I had a... That's great. I had a... um a problem with it at the beginning. Like I remember when it first started, the two things it had going against it for me was, um, I wasn't a huge fan of, of attack of the clones. It's probably my least favorite uh-huh. star Wars movie for things we can do an entire episode about. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, so I was like, well, why do I want to watch a cartoon with a bunch of characters from a movie? I don't like, I mean, I like Obi-Wan and I, and I like Anakin. Okay. But you know, Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, is they had the theatrical release of like, I think the first three episodes, there was like a theatrical release and my sister saw it and she was like, it's so laughably bad. I'm like, oh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. So when they announced that it was going to be a series, I was like, oh, well, I don't know if I'm, I don't know. I'm, they're done with the movies. They're, they're done with the movies anyway. So what do I need to, you know, what do I care? And right. then I think I just happened to catch a couple episodes late into the first season. I was like, oh, no, this isn't. This isn't bad. This isn't what I thought. Why is this? Mm-hmm. This isn't laughably bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I did. I I had to go back and I missed a bunch of episodes from like the first season. But I think after that, I was you know, right. If I didn't watch them right away, they were at least on the DVR, and I went back to watch them. Yeah, and I think that's that's what a lot of people did. I think once uh, the Clone Wars was on Netflix, because um, that's what I did. I I remember I had watched the show. Um, here and there, you know, I didn't, I didn't watch it religiously like a lot of people did. But then once I revisited it on Netflix, I completely fell in love with the show. 
yeah, season one and two are a little um, closer to that prequel-esque humor and, and that style. Um, but even you can get past that because it, there, there are just so many great moments in it. And you get to see that relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin that had always been talked about. But right. we never it's... really got to see. And I think right. that was one of the big strengths of the of the series. And then obviously Ahsoka's growth through those six seasons. Um, kind of the same thing with people uh, kind of not not really liking Ezra at the beginning of Rebels. But then what, as the show went on, like you you got the character. Like you understood um, right. what he was doing and, and, and why he was the way that he was. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited. Super, super excited. And then, no, yeah, yeah, me too. I like, uh, cause when they did that last season, I was just like, oh, this is it. Oh God. I do remember I actually, I went through, I found an old tweet and I was like, really? There's only 12 episodes and two of them are about Jar Jar. Really? Yeah. yeah. But, um, like I'm, I'm curious about what they're going to, going to do with these last 12 episodes. Cause again, there's that's, this is supposed to be it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are they going to, like, I know there was a Boba Fett arc that, that that had been... I actually saw a couple of animatics for. I'm like, I wonder if they're going to do that. Right. Even though they're, they're still talking about making a Boba Fett movie. Yeah. Maybe they don't want to touch that because they don't want to have it with the movie. I don't know. That's the other thing, too, is it's just sort of the speculation of what they're going to do. Right, right. No, and, and you had that other unfinished scene with, with Revan and Bane. I think that would have been along with the Mortis arc, but... Um, I think it was something that Dave Filoni really wanted to do to make Revan canon, and it just never happened. How yeah. they were to, how they would do that now without it feeling a little forced, you know, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> I don't know, just because I think that was really meant for those three episodes, because it was the right. son, you know, talking to Revan and Bane. Uh, I don't know what reason there would be to go back there, because he's dead. You know, the son was killed. Along right. with the father, um, so I don't know. I don't know if, if that's ever gonna be realized, or if it is in some other capacity. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Um, and and fortunately, that wasn't the only news that came out of of San Diego Comic Con because we also got some books that are going to be uh, released in the next year. And the first one is. Queen's Shadow, written by E.K. Johnston, and that's going to focus on Padme's transition from being queen to being a senator. And I think that could be really interesting because she really did have a lot to do in the Clone Wars. And I think that her story is, is a lot more interesting than, than the prequels uh, led you to believe. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's she's certainly an, an untapped character. I mean, the, the Clone Wars TV show is all about... You know, it's all about the Jedi, and I think she probably shows up in a handful of episodes each season. I think just so they can they could throw her in there, mm-hmm. and then in Revenge of the Sith, she she was supposed to have a she was supposed to have a whole subplot about starting the rebellion that got cut out. Right, right. And you know, she says she's such a huge presence in the first two movies, and then in the third one, she's just kind of off to the side and crying all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know. So yeah, this is that this is a character that has so much fertile ground that nobody has really touched on. And it's weird because she's a huge character. I mean, she's the mother of Luke and Leia. Right. And of the kind of big three from the prequels, we probably know the least about her. Mm-hmm. 
maybe Obi Wan. I, mean, I guess it's I guess that's up for debate. But yeah, um, yeah. So to, to to have a book where she does make that transition because that whole thing was sort of not it wasn't so much weird, but it was really unexplained that that you're the queen of the planet and that you're twelve or thirteen and you're elected. And then, yeah, like, what happens when that's over? How is that over? What, you know? Right. You know, so I think that's, yeah, that's super fascinating. That's going to be really interesting to to find, to read. I might have to read a book. So that'll be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, and, and, and I have read, you know, a lot of the Star Wars books that have come out since 2015 when I bought the first Aftermath book. Um, I've read probably about 80% of the books that have come out. Um, but the cool thing about this is that it's taking place between the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Now, what, you know, period of time exactly it takes place in, we don't know yet. Um, but you obviously have those, um, 10 years between, um, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. So I'm wondering if we will get, uh, some Padme and, and Anakin in her, oh no, we can't. Never mind. He hasn't seen her in ten yeah, years. Yeah, they don't. They don't what see each other in ten about? years. Um, yeah. Okay, so, so here we will see her without, well, we think, really without any any distractions, and uh, really, really get to see this from a a political standpoint, and I think that's something that uh, is one of the most intriguing things about Star Wars, even though that. A lot of people didn't like the political angle of the prequels because whether or not it was whether or not you think it was done well or not, the pre, the politics wasn't really a huge part of the original trilogy as much as it was in the prequel trilogy. Um, but, yeah, but it, the the situation was was different. I mean, right, right. We were, there was already a repressive government in yeah. the originals, and it wasn't in the prequels, and you had to show how that happened. Exactly, exactly. Um, whether or not. They went about it though, like in a, in a way that uh, fans would have wanted. I mean, that's up for debate. But um, I think this book could could have a lot of potential if we really get to see um, how that transition works in the in the Senate once you stop being once you're done being queen. Um, I want to see how Palpatine deals with that. Like, I want to see how he deals with. With Padme becoming a senator and and not just uh, Queen of Naboo, but it, it seems like she gets she has a little bit more um, a little bit more sort of political ability as a senator. Like she's able to maneuver a little better, and I think I noticed that from the Clone Wars. She, she's able to do a lot more things that she right. wouldn't have been able to do as queen because it just took up a lot of her time. She had to send her handmaidens out and do a lot of uh, a lot of that work for her. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it could be really, really cool and really interesting. Yeah, and I'm also curious how much we're going to see of, of of Palpatine in it because he's mm-hmm. from Naboo, and I mean, that was the whole connection from uh, Phantom Menace anyway. So I wonder if he's interested in like helping her along or if yeah. he's going to work against her or if he's even in the book at all. Yeah. It seems like a wasted opportunity if he's not. Yeah. He's kind of the big bad of the whole first six movies right right. Um, do you think now with um since this book is being written you know after uh the clone Wars series and after rebels do you think we'll get 
some uh, Ahsoka in here? No, never. I, I keep on forgetting things. <laughs> I've noticed that today. I think I've recorded too much because uh, I'm like, wait, Ahsoka doesn't come out until after, uh, until between Clones and Sith. Never I mean, mind. we might we might see her parents. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> oh wait, one thing that we could see, although I don't, again, I just don't know with with the timeline how that would work, um, because she's obviously taken by Plo Koon as a child, as a small child. Could we see like maybe just Padme walks in somewhere and sees her training, like a little allusion to that? I don't know. We we could, but yeah. So we're gonna get this book in March of 2019. Um, again, written by the same author who wrote Ahsoka, so I, I already like the direction this is going in. Um, and yeah, I, I think I just want to learn more about her, because uh, we really don't have a huge sample size aside from Clone Wars, and you know, the the, the brief moments that we saw her in, in the prequels. Even though I mean, she was in she was in them a lot, but. A lot of it was was you know sh- overshadowed by by Anakin and and their relationship. I want right. to see her like kind of what Claudia Gray did with the Leia novel. I want that for Padme. Like yeah. I really want to see her just focus on her and not have to deal with you know um, all this stuff with with Anakin and and you know all that. Well, sort that's of the thing. thing too is she's going to be the center of the book, so right. we'll, get, we'll get to see what or well or read what her thoughts are on things and how she feels about things and really kind of delve deep into her and and not so much you know her messing around with Anakin in the in a field or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like a scene like that and and honestly that scene that you just mentioned has one of my favorite lines of the prequels uh when when Anakin's like uh or when she asks Anakin well how are you going to uh, do something, and then I forget the the line itself. But Anakin says, "Well, then they should be made to." And that's that's Vader, man. That's right. like total, you know, dictator, or whatever. Uh, but yeah, very excited for the Padme book. And then after that one, we're gonna be getting a book centered on Obi Wan and Qui Gon, while Obi Wan was still in Apprentice uh, under Qui Gon. That one I'm very excited about. One because Claudia Gray is writing it. And two, because I know nothing about it, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna be covering in this book. Um, do you have any ideas? Well, probably Obi Wan and Qui Gon. <laughs> that's a safe um, bet. If I did, if I did guess, um, no, that's another just sort of untapped, you know, resource. I mean, we we get them in Phantom Menace the first time we see Qui Gon. The last time we see Qui Gon, we get them at the end of their apprenticeship. Yeah. So there's this entire history that you kind of pick up from the movie, but you don't know. We don't know anything about it, and even the stories that were in. I mean, I could be. I'll probably get corrected a thousand times after I say this, but even the stories from the EU, there's not a lot of, you know, Qui Gon in them. I think that I think there are some. I know there's there's a couple where. They go through how Qui Gon picked Obi Wan as his apprentice and and that sort of stuff, but I don't know if they, I don't remember when they were written. But I mean, again, there's just so much history and other characters that you're sort of curious about. Like Dooku was Qui Gon's, you know, master, 
you know, what, and they never met. So, but are we still, are we going to hear about him? Are they going to talk about him? Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine this would just be a bit, I imagine, I don't know. We'll probably end up just being a huge adventure with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, probably at the beginning of them, uh, being together. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess. Yeah. Which, which again, we've never heard that story. Well, we haven't heard it since, um, since, you know, Disney took over and, changed all of the uh, prior books to legends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious, because I know that in some cases, they've kept some of the history that was established in the, the EU and in the legends books. Right, right. So I wonder how much of that they'll keep and how much of that they'll expand on and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, right now, the, the beauty of this is they have nothing tying them down. In in this really nothing tying them down, especially in this time period, because all you have to really maintain in canon is just the fact that Obi Wan and Qui Gon were master and apprentice. They allude to some things during the movie, um, and again in, in Attack of the Clones, when you know we learned that Dooku was Qui Gon's master and, and and those sorts of things. But as far as adventures and and them sort of being together early on you can do so many things and and there was always that talk of when obi-wan's like you know don't defy the the council master not again we can learn that we can learn what happened right. there why do they why does is qui-gon not on the jedi council what happened where you know there's already this reputation um surrounding qui-gon where he's kind of like not a rogue Jedi, but but someone who doesn't always play by the rules and who he does his own right, thing. He does his own thing. Um, yeah, I'd like to um, learn more about that. Yeah, that, like there's that scene at the end of Phantom Menace where he's, you know, Obi Wan says, "I'll I'll train him whether I have the Council's approval or not." And right. Oh, Yoda has some lines like, "You know, your master's rebellious streak I sense in you," or whatever. Right. But but it, Yoda calls him out on him. He's like, "Ugh." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I kind of wish Yoda had just gone, ugh. That would have been fun. <laughs> uh. Ugh. Ugh. God. This kid. This kid. Just leave me alone. I don't care what you do. Just get Fine. Out Train him. I don't care. Uh, What's the worst that could happen? Right. What's the worst that could happen? And then I always, speaking, <laughs> going off of that, I always see those memes that are uh, with Qui-Gon that he's like, uh, and Anakin, where Anakin's like, Qui-Gon, sir, I don't want to be a problem. And then he's like, you won't be, any." And then fast forward to the Death Star and, and all this stuff. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but, but yeah, like I, I'd like to see that because um, I remember playing this video game on the Xbox called Obi-Wan. And there was a, uh, a level there where you were with Qui-Gon and you were on this, uh, this forest planet. Not Endor. It was another one. And you had to go through like this it was a really long level but it was just really cool to see them both uh, on a mission together and fighting kind of what we saw in the phantom menace uh when they were on naboo and and doing all that stuff but just i want to see a solo type story with obi-wan and qui-gon i don't want like the highest stakes in the world uh i just want a story where we learn more about them as a duo and as a master and apprentice and then just see them go off and 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 go on go on an adventure. That's really all I want. I don't need yeah. this to tie into, you know, the 
the trade federation and and all this other stuff. I don't right, know right. It's kind of one of these th- deals where like, at least for me, it's like there's some of that stuff. Not necessarily the trade federation, but there's some stuff that you kind of want to see, and then there's other stuff that you're just sort of like, oh, we don't really. It, it ends up being fan service. It's it's, right. a, it's a very it's a very thin line that a lot of these books and comics and 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 even you know rebels and, and clone wars uh line that they walk between you know giving you just a little taste of the movies which are the big things anyway yeah and then just being out and out fan service and throwing stuff in there just because they think people will like that and not necessarily because it makes sense for the story right right you know and and i think it's it's really it's really good that they're not you know, writing these these books and creating these shows just to do them, because I think there has to be a reason to um, continue to flesh these characters out instead of just saying, "Oh, we're going to write a new book." A lot of people are going to buy it, um, right? I, th- I think I think they are really devoting a lot of time to the prequel era because they see how popular it's become over the years and how much people really want to learn more about you know Qui Gon and Obi Wan and Padme and and even even Darth Maul, you know, not right. bringing him into Solo. We want to learn more about what he was doing uh, post Sith and and before Rebels. Uh, it's so it's I- a real testament to sort of how things have changed. I was actually talking with somebody on Twitter earlier today, and they said that you know they thought the the original movies were okay, but they really liked the prequels and they liked the sequels. Mm-hmm. And um, and she just sort of felt like that that was a minority opinion, and I'm like. It really just depends on what you grew up with. I think right. if you were 10 years old and you saw the original trilogy first, then that's probably what you identify with. And I think if you were 10 and you saw Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith first, then that's, and then Clone Wars, then that's your thing. And I think that there's five and 10 year olds who have seen The Force, to Wa- the Force Awakens and Last Jedi. And in 10 or 15 years, they're going to think those are better than the prequels in the original trilogy, too. I think it's just a real testament, though, to the prequels that all of the big announcements that came out of San Diego Comic-Con this week were all based on the prequels. Yeah. There was no, there was nothing about the original trilogy or even the sequel trilogy. Um, you know, it was Clone Wars. It, it's, it's a Padme novel. It's a Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan novel. It's, you know. Yeah. There was no, like new you know comic or movie or or you know video or what video game or whatever based on the three years between you know star wars and and empire strikes back or anything in between jedi and um force awakens it's all the prequel area era so i think people have really come around on it which is which I never honestly I never thought that would happen. I thought people would just continue to badmouth the prequels until whatever. But yeah, it's not it's not happening. It's, no, it's, it's not happening. And I and I think I think the Clone Wars. Um, a lot of credit has to be given to the Clone Wars and to Dave Filoni for that because I think without right. the Clone Wars and without learning more about the events surrounding the prequels and 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 introducing characters like Rex and Ahsoka and also you know other characters like Cad Bane, Hondo, people to populate that era and and, and allow people to think about the possibilities 
of of newer stories and and other um other characters to follow in that era i think i think the clone wars really did a did a great job of of bringing the prequels back into a a positive light and i think that's being shown right now with yeah like just and, and they also did a they also did a great job of rehabbing the characters that were in the prequels yeah. i mean you you some you said it earlier. Anakin in the prequels is a different character than Anakin in the Clone Wars. Right. You know we we know we see more sides of their character. It, you know. So yeah, I think the Clone Wars did a huge service to to uh, at least the first two prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, in sort of rehabbing those and having people, I think I think it's probably people who who watch the prequels and go like, these are okay, but what I love is the clone wars. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's just been, I, I really enjoy it now because I used to be one of the people that, or one of those people that just didn't like the prequels, even though I grew up on them as I got older, I'm like, wait, this isn't as good as I remember. But I think a lot of that also had to do with other people's opinions saying like, you shouldn't like the prequels, and I got sucked into that. Of you shouldn't like the prequels because yeah, there's of Jar Jar and and you know whatever whatever it may be. This this yeah this last Christmas I um I was talking to my sister who was around my age, and we were talking about we, we got into thinking about the prequels, and she's like, oh I hate the prequels. I'm like I'm like well I really like Revenge of the Sith. She's like oh how could you like that? I'm like I'm like well what's wrong with it? She's like oh Jar Jar's in it. I'm like Jar Jar's in like the last scene of the movie. And he doesn't have any lines. <laughs> How does that ruin the whole movie for you? Yeah. Like, yeah. if that's why you hate the prequels, like, he's in it less and less the more you go. Yeah. He's still not my favorite character, but I'm. it's not like I would sit through the entire Revenge of the Sith and, and then see him for 10 seconds at the end and go, oh, this movie's stupid. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I I have – thankfully, I've, I've completely um, discarded that mentality because – I really have gone back and I've watched, I've watched these movies again, and I've watched them with commentary um, from people who enjoy them. You know, I, I listened to a commentary with Sam Witwer on the prequels, and another one with with the guys from uh, Force Center. And when you listen to them talk about these movies while you're watching it, you really do appreciate them more because instead of watching it with people who just con- continuously point out the flaws and what's wrong with it once you see what's right with it it really takes it to a whole nother level the symbolism the different themes in the movies um how that ties into uh the original trilogy like i'll never forget when i saw this on facebook where they uh that scene after anakin and obi-wan fight uh dooku on on the ship um in revenge of the sith and then Obi-Wan's there unconscious and then Palpatine, you know, tells Anakin, leave him, we'll never make it. And then Anakin says, his fate will be the same as ours. When you think about that, like really think about it, you're like, wait, his fate is the same as Anakin and Palpatine's. Obi-Wan died on the Death Star. Palpatine and Vader died on the Death Star. <laughs> you know, like it's something like that. You're like, wow, I never thought to think of it that way. You know, it's... So so those I, little moments I didn't, are very I didn't put that rewarding. together until just now either. I was yeah. like, oh that that is true they do. Yeah, it's 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 really really cool and the prequels are littered with moments like that. Um of just, you know, that the the echoes of the original trilogy and just little 
lines that you think are throwaway lines, but but really do foreshadow things that that happen in the future. So I'm really glad that these new stories are being written, especially centered on these characters in particular, because I I think that uh, that book that came out last year um, from a certain point of view, I think it came out last year. Uh, yeah, the end of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That book has 40 stories, and I want to say like 90% of them, maybe 95% of them, were perfect, and and great little entries in these moments that we all know, but really do flesh out certain characters that were a part of them. And I think that's exactly what they're doing with these novels. They're giving you extra information, but crucial information that I think a lot of people would want, especially surrounding Padme, because we really don't... We, yeah. we know about her, but we don't know exactly what we would like to know about her. Yeah, she's probably the only major character that we don't know about. And this, But there's stuff that was filmed that's all deleted scenes. Like, the you were supposed to meet her family and everything, and, yeah. and an Attack of the Clones, that all got cut out. They end up just being a... They have as, they have as many scenes in Revenge of the Sith as Jar Jar now at this point um so it seems like in the movies whenever they had a chance to to flesh her out a little bit and give you a little bit more backstory uh, it it just got cut for time yeah and the the, sort of the main plot of the rest of the movies so yeah yeah no it's uh it looking back at things that could have happened with that character and i i remember listening to somebody who worked on the film um that Padme was supposed to be forming the alliance while Anakin was doing everything he was doing in Sith but she was onto him uh throughout the entire movie she wasn't going to go to Mustafar to try and save him she was actually going to go to try and kill him uh and oh. there's and there's concept art with her on Mustafar and she's standing there and i think she's holding a, a knife behind her back. So in that moment when she goes to hug him, I assume she was going to stab him and kill him right there or try to kill him right there on the platform. So that's how that character was supposed to was supposed to go in Sith, mm-hmm. but then they just, you know, they repackaged it and and it is the way that that we see it now. I don't know how I feel about that. I I, I kind of like at one point I think that 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 would be would have been cool. Mm-hmm. You know, for her to be onto him. Um, but on the other hand, I really also like that Anakin ends up being the instrument of her death. The one thing he was trying to, he was trying to stop, he ends up actually making happen. Right. So I don't know how I feel about that. I'll have to think, I'll have to think about that. I'll have to ponder that one. Yeah. When I heard it, I, I felt, I was like, wait, that could have gone so differently. Yeah. You know? And and I think it would never work because I think Anakin just would have sensed what she was trying to do. Well, yeah, and, I mean, clearly uh, she wouldn't have. I mean, clearly she can't kill him, right? You know, right. So right, right. He, he, it wouldn't have worked anyway. But um, it does kind of. Although they, I, I was going to say, it kind of makes her character not so, you know, not so gullible. But I'm for her to be onto him the whole time. But at the yeah. second, on the flip side of that, though, they really don't spend a lot of time together once he sort of gets deep into the whole Sith thing. I mean, yeah. like he kind of, you know, he kills everybody at the temple, tells her lies to her and says he didn't do it. Right. And then he takes off and we don't, she doesn't see him again until the end of the movie. Right. Um, 
But yeah, so there really wouldn't have been much of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. They would have had to really restructure that whole movie and had him turn so much earlier and right. be so much so much more of a of a Sith on like the down low for her to right. kind of pick up the clues. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, and, and and I may be remembering some of this wrong, but but I know the stuff on the platform that was the uh, the original intent for for Padme, and I think at the end it kind of still achieved the same goal because Anakin still thinks she betrayed her by bringing Obi Wan. He still right. thought she betrayed him if she's trying to kill him on the platform. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it still serves the same thing. Yeah, and, yeah, I guess. So I guess it's better the way they did it. <laughs> yeah, right. I think for for the way she was in Attack of the Clones and and in the Phantom Menace, even though there's that big uh growth in the character of 10 years, I think the way it happened um fit the character better cuz she was just yeah. trying to save him. I don't think she really would have ever tried to kill him. Uh I just don't no, think, I think that would have. That would have yeah. been a, such a betrayal of uh, I mean, even Obi-Wan's on the fence about killing him. Right. So I can't imagine that she, you know, who's married to him and about to have his kid yeah. would be, you know, even if she found, I mean, I, I, Obi-Wan tells her what he did and she's still like, no, he didn't do that. Yeah. So, yeah, it would have been a real, it would have been a real uh, flip for her to say, you know what, I'm going to go take him out. It's cool. Yeah. I know you guys are. I know you guys are Jedi and everything, but I got a knife. So <laughs> I got a knife. Take him out. I got don't a knife. It'll be. It'll be. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm nine <laughs> months pregnant with twins, and I got a knife. No problem. You guys I, save your lightsaber. Obi Wan Yoda. I got this. I got this. <laughs> oh man, I. In a way, I would have liked to have seen it as a deleted scene, just to see how that moment would have played out. Right. Like I think that could have been the alternate ending of Revenge of the Sith. Um. Her saying, I got this. Oh, yeah, guys, I, got saying, this. I got this. And then, you know, whether or not she succeeds in, in killing him, we, you know, we will never know. But, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the stuff that came out of San Diego. Wouldn't that have been crazy if, like, she killed him and, like, Obi Wan steps out of the ship and he's, like, dead and he's, like, he's, like, he's, like what, did what you the do? hell? <laughs> I what the hell? I, I've been in the bathroom for this whole trip and then you kill him, like, right here? <laughs> That sounds like such a Family Guy moment. <laughs> like if they would have restructured that scene with Peter and he walked out. What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> oh, I had man. one job. I could have gone. I could have stayed back behind and taken out the Emperor with Yoda. Right. Oh man. I didn't know you were gonna do this. <laughs> Somebody let me in on these secrets. That annoyed side that Yoda. I wanted Yoda doing the in the yeah, right. Phantom oh. Now, oh, we're gonna, oh God. <laughs> Well, come oh, on, we gotta man. go. I gotta get back. I think I don't. I don't think Yoda can take him. Yeah. Oh man, that's so funny. I now I want to see that. I want to see that happen. Somebody <laughs> instead of remaking the Last Jedi, remake the last fifteen minutes of remake the last Revenge of the Sith, where Padme yeah the entire keeps the entire original trilogy from happening. True <laughs> thing. Oh my god, that's perfect. All <laughs> right, guys. Well, that was the San Diego Comic Con recap. That's the important news that came out. Um, I know they they released a uh, that they were doing this Tales from Vader's Castle little comic series. Uh, I just don't know too much about it. Um, yeah, I just I like saw these... some of the cover art. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a, a Scooby Doo thing where like kids walk into the creepy castle and 
Yeah, because I, I know I saw like Rebels characters in there. <laughs> oh, really? And, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. Even see I, that. Saw, I saw Hera, I saw Chopper, and I think Sab. No, I think I just saw Hera and Chopper in that comic. Um, but but yeah, I don't know too much about it because I'm honestly not a huge comic book reader. Uh, I just they come out with so many issues, and I just get so far behind. The last yeah, one I was it's... reading was Darth Vader. And it was really good, but I just totally lost track of the issues. Uh, so yeah, they did that one, and there's another series that spans the three trilogies, but it's, I think it's a limited run of like mm-hmm. little stories from each, uh, each trilogy. So, so that would be fun whenever that comes out. I'll definitely keep yeah. an eye out for it. Yeah, I heard about that one too. It was supposed to, yeah, it was supposed to go across the three, you know. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. There's, I think only R2 and 3PO are in all three. So yeah, yeah only R2 I don't know, but nobody mentioned anything about it being R2 and 3PO based. Yeah, no, and that'd be kind of boring anyway. Yeah, to be completely honest. Yeah, um, but yeah, the 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 big news was obviously Clone Wars, the and the two novels. That was right. the that was the big news to come out of to come out of Comic Con. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed our our first episode. Um, back, uh, we'll have Gwendy with us hopefully next Sunday. Um, but in the meantime, we have our new series titled Your Star Wars Journey. Uh, I've been trying to get into contact with many of the Star Wars podcasters out there. I'm just going to sit down with them for about an hour uh, each each episode and just talk about their relationship with Star Wars. Um, we have about four, three, three or four episodes already recorded. And we're going to start releasing those uh, periodically. Hope you guys enjoy it. And until next time, may the Force be with you always. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.